welcome to the Property Portfolio Podcast with Mark Stokes and Nigel Green. Every week we inspire and guide you towards success in the world of property development, mentorship and fundraising. Before we jump into today's episode, a reminder to join us at equacademy.co.uk where you can gain free access to hundreds of videos and templates to help you on your property development journey. Well, a very warm welcome to Property Portfolio Podcast and, and join us for breakfast with Nigel Mark. Good morning, Nigel. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing today? You okay? Very well indeed, thank you. Very well. And, uh, well, March already. How time flies. Gosh, it doesn't seem five minutes since the turn of the year, does it? But um, we're certainly galloping through the year and, uh, you know, we've seen a a fair few changes actually haven't we you know over the last the last few months obviously the the budget's on the way and all those sort of things but um yeah it's uh, it's been quite quite an interesting uh, first few months yeah yeah and uh, well the budget's later today so we'll cover that in in future probably next week but um some real positivity there um you know clearly the nation's got to pay for um, for the challenges that we're all facing, and I'm sure business and corporation tax are, are really going to be uh, bearing some of the brunt of that. But that's the creativity that we need, and we've got deals going through at the moment which have got substantial capital allowances and areas that we can do something about. And you know, I think many people have lived their lives thinking the only two certainties in life are, are death and taxes. But well, for those with a bit of knowledge, no, no different, don't they? Mm, absolutely and you know the cap allowance uh, strategy is great isn't it if, if it is allowable you know and um and particularly if you're you're looking at a, a kind of a hold strategy you know it's it's a great way of uh, kind of ro- rolling over year on year that offset and uh, you know make, making the returns hugely efficient so it's you know it's money well spent if you if you can map it out and and model it throughout the years it's uh, you know it's, it's it's a wonderful thing Massive, real sharp tool to have in your toolbox. So, uh, and I think we're um, we have covered that before in previous episodes, but we're going to do another deep dive on that in a in a few weeks' time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, here here we are with um, quite some changes in the marketplace, and uh, you know, the government have announced um, you know end of lockdown and a, a staged release, um, and well, you run our land and acquisition team. Um, you've seen some real positive green shoots of recovery here now aren't you some some big currents of change happening absolutely absolutely and you know it, it's been it's been fairly unprecedented actually i think we've you know we've had a couple of years um notwithstanding obviously 2020 being the, the year adversity that we've all you know suffered and endured as it were but um it's um you know towards the end of 2019 as well was fairly slow you know from a point of view of getting new opportunities coming through yes the inbox was filling out but it was just there seemed to be a um, higher expectation let's say I tend to term it as aspiration in terms of the uh, you know the, the price of the property um but what what I'm seeing is is it's very much a um, a bit of a bit of a sea change really in terms of stock availability and, and what's coming to the market and um you know certainly since January, you know what what I've what I've seen. I mean, notwithstanding the fact we've, you know, we've got to continue to, you know, 
kind of network with your your commercial agents and the people that are going to serve you. But but I've I've seen a steady increase in opportunity dropping into the inbox, which is you know very very encouraging. And I think second <coughs> secondly, um, you know the this aspirational price, I think versus what what the maximum we could we could offer, I think it's getting a little bit closer as well. Um, there's always going to be the the ones that are kind of out there, um, you know, you'll, you'll never get close to them and, and they, they may be more attuned for or aligned, should I say, with, um, you know, people with cash or, or maybe, you know, builders that have got a development arm that just want to keep the labour going and you'll you kind of never compete against that. But but uh, for the developer per se, you know, there's I think there's more opportunity coming up and, uh, you know, which is really, really encouraging. Um, I, think, I think it's come... Unfortunately, through the adversity, I think, you know, I think business owners, uh, building owners, um, you know, they're, they're all having to make a decision um, as a result of clearly what's happened. Um, and that, I think that's that's liberated the amount of stock that is, is available out there. So, you know, for people that are actively, you know, following, following due process in terms of really stimulating that portfolio, sorry, the, the pipeline, you know, I think it's a it's a great opportunity and almost a bit of a window, really. Um, I mean, long may it kind of continue um, from an opportunity perspective, but um, you know, I, I think as long as you're following the process, you know, in terms of well, everything we teach our mentees, really, and we're seeing some amazing things happening on that side of the fence. It was just incredible. Um, but yeah, but you know, I think it's going to continue to. Um, be quite an interesting period, you know, within our, our development uh, lives, really. I think it's fair to say the um, it's not just about, you know, the vendor accepting the offer. You're, you and your team, you're under increased scrutiny by the vendor. And they're making sure they really kick the tyres on the offer, mm-hmm. understand the diligence that goes behind it, which, I mean, for those that have got the Equidea version 59 already, um, you know, you're, you're in good hands. But, um, yeah, I mean, just, just give us a, a sense of feel of the type of questions that vendors and agents are asking once you put the offer in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we just kind of wind back and, you know, look at the sensitivities of, of the process of making an offer and getting it accepted all the way through to completion, well, if we think of the counterparties, so we've got the clearly the commercial agent, you know, he's – He's the party you've got the relationship with, and you know. And I think, um, I think in terms of that individual, you know, yes, some some are on kind of salary, and that's their remuneration, but but a lot are on commission only. And um, so, if you if you link that then to the certainty that they're looking for, because at the end of the day, that's the way they earn their bread and butter, and they've got to be able to put food on the family's table. So, so I, I find they're quite cautious, you know. Quite cautious. They they ask like almost like a <clears throat> an initial round of questions, queries. But clearly, if they know us, then that's that's fine because we've probably gone through the that proverbial meal with them already. So you know, it's it's almost just on to the next phase. But then I'm finding also that um, vendors are starting to ask more questions as well because you know I can totally understand they want absolute certainty. They don't want to have to go down a route. You know that could, well, could spend many months going down. It's spending legal fees and all those sort of aspects, and you know, only for the developer or the purchaser to pull out at the last minute. You know, they don't want that situation. Nobody wants that situation, clearly. 
Um, so I, I do find this, you know, and I think Zoom has liberated that opportunity. I mean, back in the day, Mark, we used to, you know, when we were in London, we used to go and see the vendor, didn't we, and sit down and kind of get grilled by them for the ins and outs of our ability to do. And, you know, that was fine. Now it's on Zoom, um, which is, you know, it's fine, or, or Teams. Um, but, you know, very happy to genuinely go through, you know, our desire to purchase that building and and all the um, the credibility we've got to do that. So, so I, that's quite an interesting point you make on Zoom because when you when you arrange a meeting and you actually physically have to go to the meeting, it's generally quite a bit in advance uh, yeah. or planned in advance. Um, there's actually an air of formality about that, but with with Zoom and being able to, yeah, sure, yeah, maybe uh, we'll we'll catch up on a Zoom later on this afternoon. You know, it can happen at very short notice, which actually creates an informality and therefore a lot of people might say that zoom um doesn't uh bode well for relationships i think we probably find the opposite actually i think we'd be thankful of efficient time yeah i you know i don't don't get me wrong it's 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 got to be second best hasn't it to the the ability to meet somebody face to face so i get that but um you know from a from the options that are available to all of us at the moment, I think it's a it's a real you know it's a real positive second best. And uh, as you say, it's so so instantaneous. You can be talking to the you know talking to your commercial agent, and you know within five minutes have a Zoom with a vendor. You know these sort of things, and and just really go for it. You know absolutely go for it. And if you can, it's a people business. That's the thing. This is a, a people business. And if you can get an, a rapport with the parties on the other end of the screen. You know, and you know, just just be yourself, as it were. Um, you know, go through the ins and the outs, and you know the, how you're going to do these various uh, tasks to, to achieve the end objective. But yeah, absolutely. But you know, it's it's so easy and it's so quick, so quick to do, and you're you're on the you know on the road, which is which is fantastic. So so I'm I'm seeing a lot of opportunity coming through, and I think it it is really you know for people coming into commercial conversion development you know whatever it may be you're coming into it i think it's a it's from that perspective alone and i, and I you know 100 accept that it, it may have been driven well probably has been driven by adversity in 2020 and it's not about that it's it's we're zeroing in on the opportunity that's the discussion point but you know i think it's a great time to get in very much so and probably probably you know it's an unprecedented time as well from that perspective um I've, I've just never seen so much opportunity we we had a we had a call didn't we with um what was a chat on it was clubhouse yesterday wasn't it with um a broker and he was saying the same he's never been so busy he's you know literally unprecedented amount of inquiries deals going through you know is and so it's it's kind of coming from both sides you know the funders are busy the markets, you know, delivering the stock, which is what we need to get the, the process going. And uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's a really fanti- fantastic time to be in it or to consider jumping into it. You know, I think it, it's great. And we're, we're, we're also seeing the same with, um, with private investors. Um, we're doing a, a couple of fundraisers at the moment for, for two developments. And um, yeah, lots of inquiries from investors. And normally, it's um, somebody just picking up the phone or dropping me a Facebook post saying, "Can we can we have a chat?" Um, 
and that's happening quite a lot. There's a lot of pent-up capital. And I, I think most longer-term investors, they get, we call it patient capital. Um, but you can only be patient for so long. And 2020 was a, a long, drawn-out year for, for many who did sit in cash for quite some time. And I think now as the, the economy is opening up, the green shoots are opening up, um, private capital is starting to gradually open its uh, its doors. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think those uh, those opportunities are, are, are coming. But we're, um, we're in the process of um, closing out two new... Uh, developments. Um, so, next two weeks we should be legally complete on both, and then we're yeah. we're straight in on site, aren't we? Absolutely. And you know the the deals are very much related to our pension. You know we we kind of do at, on the pension level. You know we kind of want a year, don't we, Mark? You know that's that's our desire, really. Not not too many. Um, but whatever we do from a pension strategy point of view, it either is is liberated by the pension uh, or is a contributor to the pension, whichever the case may be. And, and I think the the two that we're talking about here is, um, you know, a contribution on both, isn't it? You know, one is, you know, one is funded by, by loan backs. And I think we're going to do a session on that, aren't we? At uh, another point. Um, yeah. And, uh, and the other one is more traditional, I would say, but proceeds, of which will be a contributor to the pension. So it's, uh, yeah, really exciting. It's um, it's a bit like a white knuckle ride at the moment, as everybody's been through, I'm sure, in terms of getting up to exchange, uh, which all being well touching lots of wood here at the moment is um, uh, it's Friday, and then uh, due to complete the following Friday. So uh, yeah, hope to bring uh, good news uh, next Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we have. Um, so you know, SAS comes into this quite a lot, whether it's ours or other people's. Um, Quite often, those inquiries from private investors are with uh, from SAS trustees. So SAS trustees might invest in one of our schemes. Uh, once the scheme's complete, obviously the investors get their returns back. The the proceeds, you know, that that monthly cash flow, as you say, that that's a contributor to our uh, employer pension contributions into our own SAS. Um, and uh, you referred to the commercial development we're acquiring. We're doing a, a commercial new office uh, build, um, quite a sustainable eco uh, business centre, um, which we're really excited about. So we're going to be showing some of our mentees around that um, in our future programme, which we'll talk about uh, that in a short while. Um, but we're going to be uh, funding that through a multiple phased loan back so that gives us a recurring funding facility, a recurring funding line. Um, so look, we're 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 really um, very passionate about working within that circular economy. Um, and if you can create that evolving funding stream, um, then it's uh, phenomenally powerful. So this morning, Nigel, we're going to be talking about uh, local authority charges, levies. And I know you've you've built that and embedded you know, a lot of the deal analytics into the the Equa Investment and Development Analyzer because these are these are pretty significant costs, aren't they? Get these wrong, and you're in a world of hurt. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the, you know, the SIL, the Community Infrastructure Levy. Um, you know, it, it is a it is a planning permission charge. Um, you know, a lot of the, depending what local authority you're dealing with, they have, they kind of treat it in slightly different ways of how you determine the number. Um, 
but it, it generally is kind of the the net gain. So you know, if you're let's say there's a there's a load of buildings on a plot of land, and you know you're going to knock those buildings down, and you're going to let's say build some houses, you know, on the land. The the sill calculation is really the net gain. So you would you would work out, you know, the area of the houses, um, and then you would deduct the the buildings that you're you're collapsing, you know, and that creates the net gain, as it were. Um, and then, as I say, the local authorities use use that data in different ways. Um, I mean, one particular scheme we're looking at at the moment that's going through. Uh, they've got an online calculator, which is really, really quite cool. So you just enter all the detail in it. It prompts you for the questions, you know, are there any buildings being dem- demolished? What size are they? You put those in and it just churns out a number at the end, which is fantastic. Something you can very easily, all oh, the other thing is, Mark, you can you can download that on a PDF or a, or a CSV file or, a, you know, an Excel. Um, so really useful, you know, for sharing amongst your solicitors or, or whatever it may be. But ju- just having that data in your evidence file is is massively important when you're analysing these deals because still can be very, very expensive, very expensive. I mean, you know, we've um, we've got a number of very large developments, haven't we, with um, our, our Equigroup, our development company. And, you know, we've paid anything up to three, four hundred thousand pounds for sale. You know, it's a phenomenal amount of cash and something that you need to make sure is in that, you know, in, within the analytics of working out the uh, the feasibility of the deal. Very much so. Get, get the number wrong or get the timing wrong from a cash flow perspective. It, it's going to spoil your day, isn't it? Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> absolutely. So so that's one. That's kind of a general charge. That's a general charge associated with the, you know, with the development that you're looking at. And, you know, kind of what does it, what does it cover? Well, We'll never actually know where that cash goes, but what we're told is it's a it's a contributor. You know, it, it contributes to let's say, you know, safer road schemes, maybe flood defences, um, you know, schools, hospitals, you know, any other health and social care facilities, those sorts of things. You know, local park, green spaces, and um, you know, leisure centres. It's that it's that kind of contribution. Um, we'll never actually know where it ends up, but that that is the uh, purpose of the the sill payment. And um, yeah, and we've we've got all the charges. I mean, we've we've heard probably of the section one hundred and six, which is kind of a uh, a legal counterparty agreement that's that's signed, um, you know, as part of the planning approval process. And that that does include um, it, with it other charges potentially. You know that that need to be considered one in your your deal analytics, but also, you know, you've got to get those paid. Um, so you know, it picks up all sorts of additional charges, but these charges are very specific to the site, and you know, need to be need to be considered. So yeah, so this, the section one hundred and six that's there. You know that there are, there are lawyers involved, there are charges to be paid associated with that, but that's another document that will accompany the planning permission that comes through. So it's, you know, I mean, how do you, how do you deal with that? You know, when you're, it's kind of a, a, an, a movable object in terms of, um, you know, the number versus when you're trying to analyze a deal, you know, how do you deal with that? Well, sometimes there's an indication, you know, what, what those section 106 charges are. Um, and sometimes there isn't. So, so what, what I tend to do and has worked very well, if let's say the commercial agent has provided us with 
you know, the detail of the deal um, and also, you know, actually been specific in terms of the, the seal chart, <coughs> sorry, the seal charge and the section 106 charges, um, I'll refer to those in the offer letter. Okay. So we will put very, it's very, and it becomes a conditionality of the offer. So we've basically said that the conditionality of this offer is taking your, your advice or your, your information um, and we, we actually physically put in the numbers. So we've allowed in our deal £300,000 for sale, £100,000 for this, £100,000 for that, and £100,000 for the other, whatever the charges are. And we actually physically put them into the, into the offer letter as a condition of the offer. And then there's a little riding clause at the bottom that basically says very nicely, just, you know, we, we've, take, we've taken your information as read. And, um, you know, but, but if, you know, over the fullness of time uh, and through further discussions with the local authority or otherwise that we find that these charges have either gone up or gone down, um, you know, we reserve the right to flex the, the offer price accordingly on a pound for pound basis. So that's how we kind of cover it. So, and, and sometimes none of these charges are known and we actually go in on an offer with zero, 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 and just say that, you know, any local authority charges are going to be a straight deduction from the, the offer price. And it kind of it kind of works. That kind of works, you know. And we do find that the, you know, if those if those offers do progress, and Mark, as we spoke about, we have a little Zoom and we talk, you know, we have we have the vendor there and we see the commercial agent, it does come up, and the vendor's quite happy to disappear off and go and validate those local authority charges just to see what the net effect will be potentially on the on the offer price so it's it's a way of protecting yourself but they are big numbers everybody and you know you need to be very very mindful of them and um and and protect yourself you know within the offers that are going in it, it binds everybody to the deal doesn't it uh, i mean with sill because it's based on the net increase of floor area um we know that floor measures of existing space are historically quite unreliable aren't they whether it be coming from the vendor or from the agent, well, yeah. they give us poor information. We maybe can't gain access to do a full measure on site yet. Mm. Well, that will potentially have an impact up or down on the, the sill charge. Um, yeah. So this this is about um, you know the the open hand is the tightest grip, so to speak. It's about having transparent information. If you do things right and openly then nobody has to take the risk. It just becomes very transparent, a very uh, clear basis yep. um, and uh, against clear guidelines. And you can't ask for any more than that. Now, I found over the years in you know, quite litigious situations where there's a lot of acrimony, um, quite often people are throwing rocks at each other when, when actually no, everybody's trying to not take risk when actually, if everybody literally doesn't take risk, um, everybody's happy. So mm. rather than pass the book, throw it in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. Just just share it very much so. So yeah, so that's um, you know that's that's really section one hundred six. I mean, there's so many different kind of subcharges within that section one hundred six agreement that p- potentially could come out. It could be you know supporting um, the, the local library. It could be supporting, let's say you know, a, a, a small park or something like that or whatever it may be, you know, it's in there. And and we also see, particularly in the, the Thames Basin area, you know, kind of um, Camberley, Guildford, that sort of location, that there's 
there's further charges that come in, uh, the, the <laughs> commonly known as Sam and Sang. So this is these are other charges that need to come in. But you know, the, the local authority websites are fairly good. You know, there's there is a lot of documents and there's a lot of words to read, but a lot of them are quite helpful in trying to kind of cut through the all those words and just give us kind of mini calculators just to just to plug in to get an indication of what the charges possibly could be. Um, but you know, I think if in doubt, um, either either source the information maybe from the commercial agent and qualify it within your offer letter as a condition, uh, or just leave it to zero and then just see that as a pound for pound, for pound offset as and when the, the charges become uh, truly known. You know, so yeah, that's certainly our approach. So, so just to uh, rewind slightly on uh, on the the, the fees. Um, because the fees are so large, just be careful to focus on the cash flow as well when the timing of those. Sometimes the fees are due literally within 90 days of, of gaining uh, planning permission or acquiring the site with planning. Um, sometimes over certain fee levels, they can be paid at the end of the first year or even within so many days of completion of the of the development. But um, again, the impact of SIL always check with your commercial broker and with the funder on whether that is something you can draw down funding against or whether that needs to come out of the, the private capital uh, element. Um, so, you know, the, these can have big impact, but they're not, it's not difficult to manage. You just need to know how to manage. And uh, absolutely, you've been taking a couple of mentees through that on, on some pretty inspirational deals they're doing over the last uh, week or so. Very much so. And, you know, and, to have that open dialogue with the local authority and just understand their parameters of maybe payment, you know, how what the what the options are for payment. And some local authorities, as you say, Mark, you know, they want kind of the cash within 90 days. And some actually just take a view and say, well, to be honest, you've you you haven't implemented your planning permission until the point of change of use, which is kind of towards the end of the scheme. And you know, some are quite lenient and would be happy maybe to to see that those section 106 and seal charges being paid almost at the point of uh, completion of the site which is fantastic isn't it because it's such a such a large number that we're talking about here and if as in terms of your cash flow forecast and you can model you know that scenario and so it's instead of taking the hit right at the front and clearly having to pay interest on that on that money all the way through the scheme which could be up to 12 months you know, you literally could back end that payment where you've only got two, maybe one or two months of interest. You know, you can see how that can, you know, drastically affect the, um, for the better, the the cost of funds around the deal, therefore directly impacts, you know, your uh, your your profit, your profitability of the scheme. So, so it's, it, you know, just a few conversations around, understand what the art of the possible is. You know, around this this particular point, and and the options around payment are are very very key and can be very beneficial if you if you get it right. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Sang, which is um, suitable alternative and natural green space. We see that quite a lot in the Thames Basin area, Surrey, uh, Berkshire area, don't we? And um, uh, something to also check out is um, with the local authority the availability of that land because sometimes it's about contribution to a common pot 
Other times, it's about specific allocation of a certain piece of green space land for your development. And um, we know the one thing with land is not making any of it anymore. Um, so um, they, there sometimes can be quite a shortage of this, and it can hold up developments, can't it? Uh, absolutely. And, you know, that, that particular point, you know, again, it, you, you know, the listeners may want to consider making that part of conditionality as well. The, because the, the conveyancing period can take, can take a very short period of time, but equally can take a long period of time, depending what's, what's uncovered, let's say. You know, that, that process to get from, you know, from start to exchange to completion can be a quite, quite a drawn out process. And let's say, Mark, it is a, it is a land you know, allocation strategy. And in that period, the land's gone. You know, so it, it, you probably want to consider, you know, putting that again as a, a point of your offer as a conditionality point or even um, uh, conditionality in contract. So if you do exchange and there is a prolonged period and something does happen and, the, you know, the world's ever moving, isn't it? You know, you, you, you would have that at least that get out um, if, if there was no allocation. Absolutely. Yeah. Fun, fund, absolutely fundamental here. So there's some real basics. So, you know, there's, I mean, we've already covered this morning how the market is seriously opening up. Uh, we mm. tend to operate in, you know, the home counties area. Um, and with the volume of opportunity coming up, you need to understand these basics. It's not difficult, you know, with the a tool. You may have your own tool to analyze. We've got the EQUA IDA. Um, there really is no excuse for um, for trying to solve all the problems yourself. You know these these issues um, have all been resolved, uh, all been encountered by somebody else. Very much so. Uh, previously, so um, it's, it's very much how the the Echo IDA. So that's our that's our, our development analyzer, if you like. We are on version fifty nine. <clears throat> it is available absolutely free and unrestricted to our mentees. But uh, it's called the IDA because what what we've found is that if you're if you're looking from an investment perspective, so somebody's brought you the best deal in the world, you know that comes across it's the best deal, you know, well that's fine. But what we tend to do, we analyse it side by side. We get all the fundamentals of the opportunity. We we use our DA to to analyse it from an investment perspective, and then we put the two side by side, and invariably there's there's variances. You know, there's differences in in either sum or conclusion or you know particular numbers. Maybe something's been missed out, whatever. But by doing that and kind of rowing your own boat to to do do your due diligence around a potential investment, you're you know you're, you're it's enabling you to raise these questions and you know be very specific in terms of um, going back to these these counterparties and just asking some very you know pointed question really you know what wh- where's that cost why is that different these sort of things and unless you analyze side by side it's very different you using somebody else's spreadsheet essentially and uh, you know who knows what that could could say so that's generally what we do and then we also use it when we're looking at uh, developments but it's uh, it's very much a guide blow by blow it's asking tons of questions all the questions that we've you know, have been imposed upon us over the last kind of five or six years through 13, 14 developments now. Um, and we, we just pile it back into the DA. It's asking the question. It might not be not applicable, but at least it's asked the question and it's made you think about whether, you know, we need to either put a cost in there or, or, or whatever it may be. So 
So that's really important and worked very well for us over the um, over those developments and uh, you know, continues to do so. so. Good. Well, it's been an exciting week this week. Uh, many might have caught my webinar yesterday, um, but uh, so so we're launching our new program. And one of the things that you have told us consistently, and we, we've drawn these together. And I, um, for those watching here here live, um, there's eight particular traits that that you're looking for, um, and we've seen this over the years ourselves. Number one, a clear strategy and a roadmap to your your view of success. I mean, that's absolutely key. Um, you want to build a constant deal flow. You want to excel at the bank grade due diligence. And Nigel's mentioned the, the EQUA IDA. What would it feel like if you were to master raising private capital and have those conversations with potential private investors and just wonderful people who are successful in life on a regular basis. That's one of the greatest privileges I have. Uh, create that recurring cash flow and structure deals effectively. You know, the three S's, structure, 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 so important. And understand risk and opportunity exist in equal measure and have the ability then to confidently grow your business and that's what we're in we're in we're in business here not in property we're in business which has a hard underlying asset class so we're proud to to launch our equa commercial to residential land development program this is a very special 13 week program we only launched it yesterday and over the course of 13 weeks we're going to guide you through and support you through each stage of the analysis so you can have the confidence um, to go through all those eight areas I've just mentioned. So in week one, we're going to be covering in detail strategy, planning, and roadmap. In week two, you have set actions and plans. We're going to give you some, some homework, some areas for you to go and focus on. And then you come back to us at week three, where we're going to be focused on finding deals, the due diligence, the deal analytics, and the acquisition process. Week four, you're going to go away and you're going to program those into your day. You're going to work out those actions and set up that um, those defining um, actions uh, to move your business forward. Week five, you're going to come back to us and we're going to be discussing structuring the business aspects and managing risk, identifying, managing, mitigating, and transferring risk. Then in week six, week six, not only are you going to go and do your actions as well, you're also going to get a personal check-in, which you can either have with either my, uh, myself or, or with Nigel. And then week seven, back with us again, and we're going to be discussing ways of adding value and assuring those outcomes and protecting you, yourself. Week eight, week eight, again, we're going to be discussing the actions. Um, you take away those actions, and we're going to have a special site visit so you can actually meet up with Nigel and myself, and we'll take you for a tour around one of our live developments in construction. Week nine, we're going to be discussing bank finance, raising private investment, private capital, and the structuring of that, and also SaaS funding as well, whether you've got a SaaS or whether you want to collaborate with others. Week 10, again, it's your actions. Week 10, progressing your, your business plan. 
Week 11 is about the constructability, so design, tendering, engagement, construct process, um, managing that process all the way through, and then the, the exits. And then in week 12, again, another week of actions for you to, to progress your plan, but there's another, a second personal check-in with either Nigel or myself. And then the final week, week 13, I'm going to bring all that together. So you've got a very cohesive business plan. We want you to have the confidence to be able to deploy that plan and continue those meaningful actions over that 13-week program. So we're going to have case studies. There'll be mentees there. We're going to have uh, trusted advisors on hand. They're going to be taking workshops throughout that 13-week program as well. Everything's going to be recorded and you'll have your own personal action plan um, throughout. So we're really excited about how this is coming together. Um, the cost is, is £995 plus VAT. We're talking with our mentees. We've got our mentorship group at nine o'clock. So you're not going to want to miss that, mentees. So uh, looking forward to seeing you at nine o'clock. Um, we've got two uh, onboarding dates. So if you want to join our 7th of April programme, or our 2nd of June programme. So we've got two 13-week intensive programmes there. It's going to be personally delivered by Nigel and myself. And our specialist trusted advisors include accountants, tax advisors, capital allowances, insurance, quantity surveyor and commercial manager, pensions, a planner, and also commercial and development finance. So there's the QR code if you want to join us. And this could be your opportunity to work very closely with Nigel and myself over a 13-week program. And we start on Wednesday, the 7th of April. So really excited about that, Nigel, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We are. And you know, Mark, we used to we used to run in the in the good old days, we used to run the, the two-day course, didn't we? Which we we found um, you know, really it, it was it was about really boiling it down. It, you know, when you when you look at the process, it it can and I, I get this, it, it can feel quite overwhelming. There's so much to consider and so much to think think about. But the the, the idea of the course structure is really <clears throat> just to boil it down into process and procedure, a simple roadmap from A to B, and you know, to make it accessible to everybody. And you know, we we look at and you know we work extensively with our mentees, and you know, some of them just you know they want to continue to maybe build a portfolio and let's say buy to lets, you know. But but there's always that urgency of time, and obviously efficiency and security and risk and those sort of things. So you know, we we do tend to find actually that you know buying a commercial building, you know, and um, and and getting it converted into anything between 10 20 or above um essentially buy to let units you know really supercharges that that portfolio in such a such a short period of time you know if that's the the passive income you're looking for or you're, you're looking to uh, exit through sale or maybe a combination of the two you know it might be a bit of refine and might be a bit of sale but um it's, it's a very very prescriptive process and really, the program is all about setting that roadmap out. And it is a roadmap, Mark, isn't it? Do this, then do that, do that. And the whole journey is just there, you know, is targeted at, you know, safety and security all, all the way through the process. So it's um, 
actually absolutely achievable by anybody. And, and you know, the reason we want to bring our mentees onto the program in terms of uh, you know case studies is just to really demonstrate. Um, and 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 some of them have got no property backgrounds at all. Have come into the program, you know, twelve months to eighteen months in. You know, we've got phenomenal results. You know, that there's one person that's got a you know, four or five deals on kind of 15 to 18 million pound GDV across the, the three that completely life-changing. And uh, another another party's on there, got 13 million pounds worth of GDV over four or five deals. Again, completely life-changing. And, um, you know, it, it's just just trying to demonstrate to everybody that it isn't, it's never going to be simple. We're never going to say, say it's simple, but there's a very defined process to follow. And, you know, we've we've got the tools over well built over the last thirty odd years. You know, to just safeguard and and check and keep people absolutely focused on delivering that output because, you know, we've we've just come through a world of uncertainty, haven't we? You know, and, and still in it uh, very much so. You know, twenty twenty and just seeing how how the fragility of that paye position, you know, literally can be gone in a week or can be gone in a day in some in some cases. And, um, you know, to create that solid asset class of property that can just serve you for the rest of your life and, and to boot, your, you know, your multi-generations thereafter as well. So it's, uh, you know, it's just lovely to see, just lovely to see. And, um, you know, we've got a lot of people striving through the mentorship program to, to achieve that and doing some amazing things. So. Yeah. Very good. So, um, so that's a 13-week program. So each of those... Um, uh, sessions with us they're, they're a three-hour zoom session with with q a and um and the, and the workshops with the trusted partners so they're on zoom like this and it'll be done in a way where you can ask uh, questions you know interaction is is really important there so you know add up and they're all live as well it will be recorded but you're not going to be watching recording you're going to be immersed in it live so over the course of the 13 weeks, that's, uh, that's over 24 hours with Nigel and Mark. So if you think, you know, over 24 hours of, of time over the course of 13 weeks, interjected by your action periods every other week, um, and two personal calls, and, and that, that one-to-one bespoke uh, call each time with ourselves, I think quite often that's where the light bulbs come on. We can we can help lift the fog, and uh, and help people kind of supercharge their economy and give them some some real personalised tips there, um, which help uh, which help bring that uh, together. So, and we've got lots of people already on this course. Um, so it's a detailed program, thirteen weeks. Um, please come and join us. Like this is life changing. We we know how this can impact. Uh, people's lives it's what we do um nigel we we don't just talk about um certain strategies we we actually only talk about what we do um so we we learn all the time humility is one of the uh, biggest strengths in business um, mm-hmm. we'd love to be your guide uh your mentor and and support you uh, mm-hmm. along your specific journey absolutely Absolutely. Good. Okay, so I've put the link in in there um, in the uh, the panelist. Uh, oh, sorry, in the attendees session there. So uh, the bit.ly forward slash Equa program. Um, please click on that. Uh, sign up. 
um, and uh, we'll be in contact with you. And uh, well, we'll see you on the seventh of April. Um, we've got the budget coming up over the next uh, next few days. And quite frankly, it doesn't matter what change happens out there. You know what uh, what the chancellor says in the budget. We're light on our toes. There's lots of opportunity out there. We're yeah. tenacious. But if you've got that knowledge and can challenge tradition and really create that freedom of, of choice for you and your family, that is one wonderful, wonderful place to be. So, Nigel, quick turnaround for us. And we've now got our, our mentorship session with uh, 50 or 60 mentees this morning. I, I know we've got a great session this morning. Um, and uh, thank you to everybody who's listening on the Property Portfolio podcast and on Breakfast with Nigel and Mark. Thanks again, Nigel, for everything. Have a good day. Take care. Bye-bye. Until next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Property Portfolio Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and that it inspired you on the next leg of your journey. If you've got any questions or comments, why not reach out to us at our Facebook page, Equa Academy. Also, don't forget to register for free access to hundreds of property development videos and templates over at equacademy.co.uk and we'll see you in next week's episode. Thank you.